What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Stillwagon Symposium. Honored to have one of Big Brother's legends on the show, uh, James Ryan. He's been doing a lot of these podcasts, but I got a unique set of questions to ask him today, change it up a little bit. So what's going on, man? How's everything? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. First off, I wanted to say, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I find you fucking hilarious just following along during each episode of Big Brother. I've been watching every season since it started because that was just something that me and my mom did to, you know, connect as I was like a kid and then it just, you know, it grew every season. And I felt I love like stories like that. Yeah, of course. And uh, I mean, Survivor, we watched Survivor as well, but Big Brother was just always my favorite because you didn't get as much of it and like you had to wait for the summer. So it was just like always a big thing, but it was exciting. And um, the first couple of seasons kind of whack, whatever. Um, but then season six came along, and I feel like with that new house, I guess it was, they complete, they completely, like, you guys changed the game the way that, like, the way that the game played out, and, you know, this season, it, it's been totally different with, you know, how far the game has come. Um, I mean, it's, it's very disappointing, and, uh, I mean, obviously, like, I think you had mentioned, like, on Russell Hans's show that, Everyone pregames in the um, the the show, I guess, to some capacity. I mean, at least this season because it was an All Star season. But um, one thing I wanted to just quickly jump in with was, you know, I know you guys had like MySpace and shit in your days, but like it just like it wasn't the same. Even though you went in with your your girlfriend at the time, um, season six, yeah. Yeah, it's still, I feel like the the game has changed because everyone knows each other at this point. And not only that, there's been so many seasons of trying to figure out a strategy, whereas it was a lot more new when you guys played. So it just made it a lot more fun to watch. And um, yeah, I mean, you couldn't really pregame for that, you know, at least the first time you were on, the season after, maybe, but... When people talk about like the pre-gaming, like Dr. Will came out in the interview and you know really shit on the this alliance for pre-gaming, but Dr. Will pre-gamed with all of us, you know. Um, so I found that was kind of, I mean, it's Dr. Will. He's always playing to the fans, you know, right. and which is usually not reality. But uh, like for example, why do you think Kaser didn't go after Tilltown? You know, his. Uh, had a household in All-Stars. Why do you think Janelle never went after them? Because, you know, these were pregame alliances. Why I wanted to split them up. You know, I didn't yeah, trust both of them. In, I didn't trust both of them in the house together. I wanted to get rid of one of them because I knew whichever one I got rid of, the other one would stick with Danielle Reyes and she was riding out with me forever. You know, so everyone had these alliances. I mean, shit, I had alliances with Jace and Allison and Diane and obviously season six people and Chilltown. Um, I had known Marcella, so I knew that, you know, he'd be good with me and I kind of knew Erica and I thought she'd be good. So there's always pre-gaming. The thing is in All-Stars, the first time they, they, the first day they did that meteor competition where people had to knock the other person off. So you saw where there was some loyalty line, right? you know, but um, now with, with this one, there were so many things they could have done to split up these alliances to break it open. But I don't think production thought that these people would win eight weeks in a row. You know, I keep saying that if they ever do all-stars again, they need to do teams. Producers are going to know who's pre-gaming. They should talk. They should really ask people, 
you know, like, cause we need to work it into the storyline, which is legitimate concern. And some people will give it and some people won't. And it's like, work that into show. Then do teams. You have four teams of four. And for two weeks, you can't nominate someone from your original team, exactly. you know? And I think that would be such a better successful strategy because then you're forcing people to create in-game decisions and not fall back on, yeah, and, you know, some teams are going to be back and forth, like, oh, we can't win head of household because we don't want to nominate da 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 But it's going to split things up, and instead of being able to nominate 16 people, your choices are going to be down to, you know, essentially probably only four, and that's going to fuck with everybody else's. And it's literally it's, – I just think there were so many things they could have done to, to make this – a more exciting season, but none of us, like I said, expected someone to win eight. Uh, alliance win eight head of households in a row. Oh yeah, I mean that 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 alliance is annoying at this point. The fact that, that annoying, but it's incredibly dominant. I'm impressed, but at the same point in time, as watching the show, it's like you want to see something else happen. Obviously, you know they these people as players want to win the money, so they're not going to give a fuck what the people out there think as long as they're, you know, winning and, and being respectful to some degree. But, you know, as a, a fan and someone who hasn't actually played, I'm like, damn, like, you know, these people are too good versus, like, again, this other side. I We've, we've seen, like, in previous seasons, like, uh, what was it, season 11 with uh, Kevin's season where it was the jocks and, uh, like, the nerds and, you know, all, whatever. And... And in, in that season, it kind of played out where, you know, like Jeff hated uh, Russell and um, th- who else was on? Uh, Jesse. And, um, oh, yeah. And they could and he couldn't go, they couldn't go against each other, even though right away they wanted to, you know, put one another out. And like uh, coaches season as well, you know, so there's, gonna bring things that that done. there's things that they've done that they could have implemented. And first of all, this is a season. I, this is the season it would have been so good to bring someone back. When you saw this dominant alliance, whether they were created in the house or whether they you know, were created before the house, this is the time you allow to bring someone back. You know, I just don't understand why that wasn't worked into it. It's not like they didn't have the facilities, you know. So, you know, what I said, to, what I said on uh, Twitter to you a couple of times at the beginning of the season was, man, I wish that they would have brought back like majority of that sovereign six alliance maybe four members and then it would have been you it, that this season i feel like would have played out much differently um maybe at least you know it just it, obviously old school seems like they always have that target on their back but as a fan from the beginning i i just i love old school so much more just because i feel like the game was just so much more new so you just got more authenticity out of it where now it just feels so forced and fake and like obviously because i've been watching from day one i'm going to keep watching but it's just not as enjoyable nowadays and i feel like the personalities that you get on there versus like you have people like caser in season six and seven and like you're just so drawn to that because like nowadays you i don't know you just the people that they get on there nowadays aren't the same you know they're not enjoyable and um they're just they they just follow the herd and they don't want to kind of think for themselves a little bit, you know, and uh, that's why I feel like, you know, season 19 gets that bad rap with uh, Cody and Jessica, but I mean, as, as vicious as they were, you can't really, you can't hate them because they were at least... I would have been pissed too. 
if I was Cody and I had to nominate fucking 17 people the first week and Paul was saved because of some stupid ass power, you know what I think is people talk a lot of shit about Cody, but Cody did exactly what any of the fans are complaining about now. Exactly. You know, like, the fan base is never going to be happy. That's one thing that, you know, we just have to like come to terms with, which is why a lot of us, like, if I were to go back, I'm not really giving too many shits about, you know, what Twitter says about me. Yeah. Because, you know, not making any money off Twitter, but um, there's a lot of things they just could have done in order to mix up this game. The power should have been reversed. All those powers about playing head of household again and, you know, voiding a nomination, all those should have been the first ones. These other things about the safety, now is when the safety suite should have been put into effect, you know, or essentially the safety suite should have gone to effect week four because that's when you it's going to force people to kind of choose or really put their faith in someone because think about it like if you have the safety suite going on week four week five people are starting to get worried okay maybe my alliance this is when they're going to start turning on because everybody has to turn on each other eventually you know and if people are already questioning let's say danny because she people remember when she uh, the week caster went home and they thought about putting her up if that would have safety suite would have been an option, I think it would have been something she had competed for. So I'm just saying they could have done so many different things to kind of mix it up, and the powers being reversed, I think, would have been a lot better. Yeah. You know, so I'm nah. playing head of household twice in the beginning is a lot more important to the show. Not personally, personally, it's better later on in the game, but to the show, it would have. I think it would have kind of just mixed things up a little bit, and they could have done so. But also, your to your point of the house guests now they kind of get that they they don't want to be the outspoken they don't want to be the gamer they don't want to be the competitor they want to be the person with the catchphrase or they want to be the person you know who plays practical jokes on people they want to they want to become memes instead of competitors and it's very unfortunate the show needs to shorten it should essentially be 60 days I think for a regular season, but here's the make it 60 days of filming and then air while they're out of the house. I think a lot more people, especially older people and, you know, potential competitors that don't give a fuck about being, you know, an Instagram influencer or, or you know, a million views on TikTok. You're going to have those people go in if they're going to be able to watch the show as it unfolds. Of course, that gets rid of the live feeds component, which maybe that makes a lot of money for CBS. They have to do something. Um, shortening the season would be one. If people are able to talk about and interact with the fans on a regular basis outside because they're watching it like, you know, a survivor, I think that would definitely be something. Um, yeah. And without the live feeds, you're going to have a lot more people willing to go on. But does, I can't imagine that it really generates that much revenue for CBS to where they have to keep this component. The fees have been so trashy this season too, just because they don't have a full uh, production team, I guess, on. So they got one guy running around back there trying to fucking do everything. Um, so it's no fucking sense. Like, yeah, it constantly is on the stars. So I just, I gave up on it. I, I don't even watch it anymore. I mean, I, uh, I've been watching obviously the live show and uh, I'm in like, some Big Brother super fans group on Facebook, so I'm able to like keep up with shit that's going on. Plus, that uh, the Big Brother updates, I think, on Twitter, it gives you like everything that goes on. So, I mean, you don't even necessarily need the the live feeds. Sure, those people keep up with it. So, um, 
Go ahead. What were you going to say? CBS could even – you make a 60-day season. You could technically – all the live feeds are recorded anyways. Why not just record them and then play them back in real time? Exactly. You know, then essentially you wouldn't have to blurt out a lot of different things and go to fishes or adoptables or whatever the fuck they're called. It's recorded on a server regardless. Just play the thing back in real time. Yeah. Why not? Then you can play all the other things that they normally they they cut out. Why not? Yeah, no, that's actually not a bad idea. Uh, when you were on, I, they had live feeds, right? I was I was pretty young at the time. I think I was I don't know uh, fourteen or fifteen. So, but yeah, we had live feeds. But you gotta think. Um, YouTube was in its genesis back in 2006 when we were on All Stars. Um, if you go back now and you find the shows on YouTube, like the older platforms, it's like not high def. It's just kind of kind of garbage for the ones that were actually you know recorded way back then. Granted, you know people have taken it and put it on there now, where it's not bad. But um, yeah, I couldn't even find an, an HD picture of you on uh, from your season on uh, like this. One of these, the oh, you can't even see this. I think no. So anyway. CBS doesn't even go back to season six, seven, five, four, three, two, one on their website. I tried to find old house pictures that they used to have on there, and they've gotten rid of them all. Yeah. It just, I feel like with this show, it's been such a good money maker, and the costs are cut so low that CBS really doesn't care. It's it, oh, let's think. This is like the Ford Focus of their lineup. Like, it's not great. You'd rather have a, you know, if you're going to have entry level, you'd rather have like a Honda Civic or a Toyota Camry or some shit like that. But it's, it's just, it, it does its purpose. It's not really that reliable, but it's like, whatever. It's what we can afford. They literally just put out this, this garbage instead of really taking care of it. A lot of times, like, Julie says shit sometimes where you're like, she's not watching the show. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, you have stuff like that. You have the fact that it's 2020, and I can't go back and find seasons older than, I think, 13 on their website. Like the CBS Big Brother site, you can't find the first All-Star song. How does that make sense? Which was such a better season than this one is now, but, too. But it's the like, point is, like, is, no, I get what you're saying. They don't give a fuck. And that's yeah. the the bad part you know it's something that just how does it how do they not do that it just doesn't make sense you know we get um tweets and stuff from the social media channels and posts that just don't really make sense and they like they can't read the room for example <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? it's and i think it's just because it's literally cbs as their digital team and or their social media team, and that's what they're focused on, and they just bounce on to the ne next show, and there's no one that's dedicated to Big Brother, because to be honest, the Big Brother Instagram should be doing shit all year round. They should be having, you know, stuff. The moment All-Stars was announced, they should have been pumping out footage of all these different house guests that were potentials, you know? Yeah. They, sh they should have even had polls on Twitter, even though if they didn't give a fuck about them, there's so many different things that they could have done to hype this up or maybe even gauge the temperature where when let's say they did a clip of Christmas and everyone was like, the fuck, you know? And then it could have been like, Oh shit, let's put on, you know, Natalie or Michelle or 
you know, get daycare for Vanessa so she could be in there or do something. But there's, it's literally like, okay, Big Brother's going to come on, let's pop it in there, and the fans are going to bitch and complain like they always do, and we'll make our money, and we'll give, you know, some chump $500,000 and give somebody else 50000 Also, raise the prize money. Like, come on, man. It's been the same shit for 20 years. We were talking about that on Russell's show, and I actually, I was, I, I was loving it because it, it really makes so much more sense, and I feel like... You know, you see the Survivor uh, uh, winners at war, they did $2 million instead of $1 million. I mean, that's something. And beyond that, they I think they all got something like 40000 to go. Uh, I don't know if that's a whole lot for someone who's leaving their job and shit, but... So think about... I'll put it this way. So you're making $150,000 a year. Yeah. CBS comes to you and they're like, yo, we want to put you on All-Stars 2. Okay, what's the guaranteed money? Well, your guaranteed money is forty grand, but you could make up to sixty grand, you know, or or probably shit. They probably can't go any higher than that because second place is still fifty grand. Like guaranteed money is forty grand, and I'm like, how am I going to leave my job, my career, my life for forty thousand dollars when I got thirty five thousand dollars for the first All Star? What? Yeah, that's what the first one was. Thirty-five grand. You got oh thirty grand if you made it to sequester, and five grand for doing the first show. You know, so yeah. everyone, even the people that didn't go in, got five grand. So that was what, like, fifteen years ago? Fifteen years ago. That, yeah, Fourteen that. years ago. So think about when someone like Daniel Reyes, you know, myself, if it wasn't pandemic, if they're not coming with seventy-five or a hundred thousand dollars, why are we leaving our careers? Why are we putting our 401ks in jeopardy? Why are, you know, if you leave your company to go on this show and you've, you know, invested five, six, seven, ten years with them, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go on Big Brother for $40,000, you know what I mean? You think they're going to want you to come back? Like, I was a director of marketing. You can't just replace that position. Yeah, no. I'm not going to be like, oh, take three months off during our busiest time, and when you come back, we'll give you your salary and all your benefits, and Good luck in there. No, they're going to be like, we're going to make sure no one in Vegas hires you either. Not to mention my non-compete was a year. So if I were to get $40,000 and then can't go back to work, I'm trading in a six-figure salary for $40,000. And then internet stress, it's not worth it. They have to make an all-star season 30, 45 days, give them 75 grand to walk in the house, 250000 to second place, and a million dollars to first place. Yeah, exactly. And you will have everyone with the exception of probably Dr. Will going on that show. Yeah, I heard you said that he's worth way too much to, to go back on that show. Plus, he's a, he's, he's a dermatologist. Why is he going to leave for that? When you go on the show, it, you put yourself at such risk for like, we were talking this about this before, like because it's live and whatever. People are like up your ass with like your reputation and like everything you say, nitpicking, you know, like. I feel like that's the problem with social media during watching the show now. It's like, you know, not to say that what you're doing is wrong because it's fucking hilarious. Like, uh, you know, ripping on like Christmas, for example, like, you know, it's harmless. But like when there's people out there that actually mean it, you know, like that, that's where I feel like it's not worth $40,000 to kind of ruin your reputation over. Even if you're not even doing anything wrong, the minute you go on that show, you're under like crazy scrutiny, you know? So Memphis is the example I keep using. Oh, God. A lot, a lot of people can't stand him. He's incredibly abrasive. Yeah, so literally Twitter made up a lie 
that Memphis called David Boy and attacked his businesses, attacked his livelihood, essentially tried to take money out of his son's mouth for something that they created in their head. And the last show I just got off of, someone said, yeah, but, you know, it seems like something he would say. And it doesn't, the thing is, people don't understand that if you, President Trump is a perfect example. Everybody hates this motherfucker, yeah. right? But when you tell me for two years that he colluded with the Russians and that he's a Russian spy, and then I find out that all these people testified under oath saying that, no, there was no collusion. All the people that went on news and said, oh, yeah, there's collusion. And then they said, no, there's no collusion under oath. Then you start to be like, you look at that person, you're like, this motherfucker, he just said some of the dumbest fucking shit ever. But if somebody is such an asshole, why do you have to make up shit about him? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. if Memphis is this huge fucking racist, why do you got to make this shit up about him? Exactly. Like, because it just, it makes you bad then. It allows them to get away with other shit. You know? Yeah. Why is he allowed to say fake news? Because there's a lot of times we find out that the news is telling us bullshit. And once again, you then validate someone who says really fucking dumb stuff, but then they can say, but I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. You lied. You just don't, it just, it just perpetuates the wrong shit, you know, and to go after his family over what you think that he said and to go after his jobs for what you think he said, I guarantee you that behavior is probably the reason why you're not going to be able to get a lot of real all-stars on the next show. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I was surprised when I heard that. Uh, TMZ broke that story when it was a fucking, you know, the one where they couldn't even hear him say something. Yeah. And it's like. I know. I, I, I saw that actually. And I'm like, I'm confused because I didn't hear shit. And not only that, then a bunch of people after on Twitter was like, I was reading comments and people were like, that's it's bullshit. It's not real. Um, so yeah, I mean like props to anyone who does go on the show no matter what just because you're, you're putting yourself in that, you know, bubble of just being watched 24-7 and uh, I mean obviously that's the point of the show but at the same point like with everything that's going on nowadays and people are just bored looking to, you know, troll anything they can that, um, you know. Props to them. But I wanted to bring up something um, to you that uh, made me laugh earlier on in the season. And uh, I think you might have re retweeted it too. But uh, this is just completely like different from like any of the bullshit we were just talking about. It's just like a funnier moment. Uh, David and Kaser were talking in the backyard. And uh, David said something like, if you feel like you're a target, then you become a target or something like that. And Kaser's like, wait, what? Um, I, you know, I just feel like someone like David, you know, I, I, I'm sure he's a great guy, but obviously it's been said a million times. He had really no business being on the season. And, uh, I mean, at this point, I know that he's still kind of just out there because people are keeping him around because he's probably easy to win against, but he's not doing a terrible job now. I feel like he did a shittier job earlier in the season and now he's kind of coming to his own. Um, but something like that just made me laugh because, you know, it yeah, just made like, no what sense. The fuck? And when he like, asked about yeah. Vito. Yeah, yeah when he asked about Vito. Everyone said he was playing that up, though. And, like, it's like, well, is he? You know, like, I don't know. But um, I, don't, I didn't even play the – I've never played the game before. I feel like I could have done better than he did. You know, like, 
how do you not like the one thing is like if you're going to be on an all-star season how have you not watched any of the seasons beforehand especially when you were sequestered yeah especially when you were sequestered for two weeks with the chance to watch them and you didn't um David was, when I met him, I thought the kid was really cool. And I'm like, man, if he gets another chance, that'd be great. Uh, it's a shame that it was All-Stars to give him another chance. But um, right now, to be honest, he's one of our only hopes for this like show being mixed up. If Kevin goes home this week, um, next week, obviously the committee will probably get head of household again. Yeah. Then it's like getting rid of David at that point would be stupid. That's the week you have to take your chance and go after – a big and actual threat, you know, so it could mix things up. I just don't understand his, because the veto thing, we talked about playing it up. No, I definitely think he, that was legit because he's also the same person who thought that he could get people to believe that he didn't use that power on himself. Yeah. Like, yes, people have been putting you up every single fucking week and trying to get rid of you and mentioning how they want to get rid of you. But then one of them is going to use the power on you. Like, come on, man. Like, to lie in something that bad where there's no outcome whatsoever that's going to make you He look said good. it to Kevin. He said, did you use the power on me? He's like, bro, I'm up on the block against you, you dumbass. Why would I use it on you? I was just like, I don't know. That was – he's just some, like, comic relief for this season with all, like, the bullshit that's going on. He's just out in his own world and – I mean, his, yeah. we're, we're being catfished by his Twitter account because his Twitter account is amazing. And we're all yeah. giving that to that's what David's going to be like. And when he gets out, we're going to be like, wait, you're not the same person I met on the internet. I saw a tweet from you. You were like, man, why couldn't the person running Twitter, uh, David's Twitter account be playing for David right now? And I was fucking dying because it's like, like, and they even, I think, acknowledged it and knew that, like, that was the truth because, man, um, Another person I wanted to mention, just because I'm from Long Island, um, Enzo. Is, no, he is not from Long Island. Uh, oh, he's not? Sounds like it. Uh, yeah, he's from Jersey. Um, Same shit, right? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. No, him and, that's Giants, him. Jets, same team, right? Yankees, Mets, all that's the same, right? Yeah. No. Um, that's why him and Cody are, are butt buddies. But who I was going to bring up um, Nicole Anthony. She um, she's another one who I felt like had no business being on the season. Um, kind of like ruined the season for me. Just, I mean, luckiest one. big brother Christmas and Nicole are two of the luckiest big brother people in history. Um, I mean, Nicole, look how far she's made it, and she has done. Nothing. Nothing. Christmas yeah. has had two seasons of doing nothing. She's fallen into people have given her victories. Nicole hasn't even had to give have to have people give her something. You know? It just it doesn't make sense. I I, I don't understand it at all. And you know, Nicole's got a lot of fans out there. I thought Paul should have beat her. Um Oh, I'm, I was talking about um, the, uh, Nicole Anthony. Oh, Nicole Anthony. Yeah, oh, don't get me started on Nicole Franzel. Um, well, that's what I was trying to say, though. I mean, like, listen, I can't stand Nicole Franzel, but um, the other one, Nicole Anthony, she – I was just trying to um, basically talk about the people that didn't 
deserve a spot on the show, if that makes sense. Like David and her kind of were both. Um, and then I was kind of get, I was gonna get to people like um, yeah, I guess Kaser and Janelle, people that everyone loved, and then uh, you know, unfortunately, everyone came after them. No one would work with Kaser. What frustrated me more than anything is that people kept saying, especially on the the super fans group. Oh, Kaser didn't try enough. He had a ch he had chances. He could have worked with Tyler. He could have worked with this one. No one was no one. That's some ignorant shit. No one wanted to work with him. Like he tried. I I feel like he had genuine conversations with Cody, and Cody was just like, "Yeah, definitely, bro." Immediately walked away. I was like, Psh, "Fuck you." Um, so I mean, in that sense, like that's what was frustrating because, like, I mean, like I say, like you know. Your whole alliance from Big Brother Six are like some of my favorite players of all time, but like I feel like Kaser is definitely like up there as like one of my tops, and I was so hyped to see him on. You know, just as I would have been hyped to see you on there. Obviously, I knew your situation, so to see him and Janelle on there was like gave everyone a lot of uh, hope, and uh, to see it just immediately fall apart and like for nothing that he did wrong, I just felt like. I mean, like, you know, and he was blamed for it. It was just, just frustrating as a fan because, obviously, it's just the same story for him over and over and over again. And I'm like, God damn it. Third fucking time. He's at Greek. No, fourth time. It's fourth time he's been evicted. He was evicted twice in six before sequester. Uh, yes, 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 sequester. yes. So um, he's, like, he's like the Greek tragedy of <laughs> Big Brother, you know? Um, but, yeah, whatever week that they kept, that they were um, on the block, together um the fact that i mean the show only showed them going up to i think it was cody separately or tyler separately i don't forget how the head household was but i think that they should have gone together because they both have their strength and weaknesses that they would have been able to like play off of only really early in the season season when other alliances had a chance to, to branch out and they would have had to win some sort of power and that's the problem is that no one has won with the exception of the committee. And when that happens, you, you can't complain. You know, we can sit there and say, oh, you know, they've been targeting the minorities of people of color or women or whatever it is, but no one else has one head of household. Like, what? David was one question away and she gave it to Christmas instead. That was the closest I feel like it was. Devon got second. Janelle got second. Taser got second. Any one of those just wins that shit a whole yeah. different season. And that's what's so tragic about Big Brother because it literally is just, I think about season six, when I answered that question wrong on April's head of household about how many days we've been in the house and that's where I lost. I knew every other question. I knew the tiebreaker. I knew the final question. It's just that it's those single singular moments that you can trace back to where you're just like, that's where we threw this fucking thing away. You, you, can, you can't plan on moves like you know how he nominating us or you know the other stuff but those those moments that you have in your power to make it different and you don't that's what i think bothers people the most well and that's what made that's what made watching you on your season great because uh, your first season i guess six when you were you you were constantly being targeted and you were just winning veto after veto and keeping yourself alive because and you were everyone's like, all right, well, James is going to go if, you know, so-and-so gets HOH and then you win veto and fuck up their plan another week. 
that's what made the game so exciting to get into because you see these people, you know, everyone's ganging up on this one guy and they can't seem to get him out because he puts his fate in his own hands and takes care of it, you know? And in that sense, I mean, like, that's what kind of, like, I guess the original uh, concept of Big Brother with, like, you know, the veto and all that, that's what made it so fun because it was, like, this game that just someone made up with all these different things that go into it, but it does feel like some sort of regulated... I don't know if you want to say sport, but it just, it does feel like authentic before you got all like the crazy powers and shit, like uh, again, on, on the uh, old school seasons where there was less kind of uh, powers and more just twists. That's, I feel like that's what people liked more and now you don't see as much of that either. The thing is, every person that went home this season had the chance to play for Vito. No okay. one's been backdoored and they didn't win. And these are all people that I consider friends, people that I fucking love. But if you don't win anything, you can't complain about going home. I mean, that's just how it is. You can be the nicest person in the fucking world, but if you don't hit that free throw at the end of the game and your team loses, not the other team's fault for being better than you. That you got you to gotta hit that, that Anthony Davis shot at the buzzer or... No, you got to hit that Tyler Hero or Jimmy Butler. Uh, I know. I, I, I was waiting for that. Um, Tyler Hero, man, he's, he's incredible, by the way. Um, lucky. Yeah. 20 years I, old. Yeah, and um, born in the 2000s. I mean, I just thought that was, you know, crazy to, to think about, you know? I mean. Insane. Yeah, but um, before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you, who do you think if you had a blindly guess right now, is going to be the final two slash winner. Okay, I really feel like Enzo is going to win this thing. That He's putting himself in the best position. Um, my dream final two plays out like this. Kevin goes home this week. David wins head of household. Him and Memphis become this secret alliance like Danielle and Jason and go to the end and the entire house is fucking furious because nobody likes Memphis and nobody thinks David deserves to be there yeah. and they have to decide between those two and then David wins you know because that's the only way to save this season is when everybody that we all don't like right now or hate are just so they now have to deal with and feel like what we're feeling Exactly. It would be so appropriate for a season that took place during a pandemic in 2020 to end with David being the winner against Just someone. Like, let David and Memphis be final two, and everyone's like, we hate Memphis, and David doesn't even deserve to be in All-Stars. What are we going to do? And then they'll now know what us fans have been dealing with for the past two months. No, definitely. Um, if they do a legend season, are you in? You make it 30 to 45 days and you give us 75 to 100 grand to walk in the door, I'm in. Done. Awesome. Um, well, listen, man, I would love to keep talking to you. I appreciate you giving me the time tonight. And uh, it's My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We uh, Hopefully some, somewhere down the line I can get make this happen again. But um, for the time being, really appreciate you coming on here and uh, look forward to hopefully seeing you on that legend season. Um, <laughs> Thank you, man. It was great yeah. meeting you. I appreciate it. Yeah, great meeting you too, and uh, take care, man. And uh, everyone, just wanted to say thanks James Ryan for coming on the show, and uh, that's all we got for you tonight, so see you guys next time.